This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of The Perilous Fight, Overcoming Our Culture's War on the American Family, written and narrated by retired neurosurgeon and politician Dr. Ben Carson. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church. This is Pass the Mic. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Greetings to God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pastor Mike. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a black singing Christian collective. <laughs> I'm your host, Tyler Burns, your resident psalmist. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Burns Clan. Follow at your own risk. And Ooh. joining me is my one-person choir, you got my the founder of The Witness, <laughs> <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time best-selling author, uh. Mr. Blue Check, singified himself, Dr. Jamar Tisby. What's going on? I'm going to call, start calling you David, the beautiful <laughs> psalmist, the poet. Where's your lute? Your liar? Yes, Y'all, y'all can probably imagine what we talk about today. <laughs> I hope you can. Listen, singing and songs are important to our lives. So important. But I just, before we get into the depths of singing and songs and what they mean, bro, I just love gospel music. Yeah. I love Same our is. songs. And and not just gospel music. Yes, R&B music, funk, soul. 90s R&B specifically. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, I like the new stuff too. Uh, what you listening to right now since you shooting oh, that okay. modern R&B? What you listening to uh, right now? Well, R&B is not on the top right now. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Watch <laughs> this. Remember what I said? <laughs> our songs matter. Our songs Kid matter. Cuddy. I'm listening okay, to yeah, Kid Cudi. I'm Cudi, listening Cudi. to a lot of emo rap, Juice World. I'm listening Juice to okay. some Lil Yachty. It's, like, <laughs> it's wild, man. Yeah, what you listening to? Man, every, anything by Lucky Day. Anything by Lucky Day. I don't understand. This is another cultural artifact regret I have. I don't understand. I think it's called Table for One, his EP. I don't know how that didn't make my list. I love that EP. I, I don't understand how that didn't make my list. That's inc- It's incredible. Lucky Day's voice is perfect. I'm telling you, just tremendous. So, yeah, I'm listening to Lucky Day, but I'm also listening to a lot of gospel music as well. Yeah, for sure. And I'm listening to some old school Fred Hammond. I was going to say. I'm listening. I'm always listening to Fred Hammond. You know what time it is. Uh, Red Hands Band, um, as I talked about in Cultural Artifacts. I'm listening to Cleo Soul Mother, Cultural Artifacts. I'm also listening to like some... BB and CC. I don't know. I've been on this oh, weird yeah. like BB and CC no kick. Doubt. No doubt. When we it all thought they were married. About it. <laughs> Remember when we thought BB and CC were married? <laughs> or did what? What? Don't tell me I was the only one who thought BB and CC were married. Y'all singing love songs together. I'm like, oh snap, they married. I mean, I I, I don't think I ever thought that, but maybe I what wasn't are you on the t- way. What are you talking about? They were singing love songs together, and it was in them videos, them black and white videos. I need to know. It's okay. And I was like, oh, snap. That's dope. A Christian couple doing love songs. That's incredible. And then I found out they brother and sister. I felt betrayed. And you know what? Gospel music hasn't been the same since they broke up. No, I'm talking about since they got got divorced. Gospel (laughs) music. He's so stupid. (laughs) Look, man. So I've been on some old school BB and CC kick. Okay, good. But here's what I'm loving, man. I'm really loving this Johnny and Molly, bro. 
This Jonathan McReynolds Molly music. I'm really oh, kind of loving. I'm loving this Johnny and Molly. Man. It's one of those. It's one of those partnerships. Like you're like, why didn't this happen years ago? I'm 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 really right. enjoying what they're producing. Absolutely, they I'm go really together so well, it. so well. It really made me think as we're considering about gospel music. How can we appreciate gospel music more? How mm. can we love gospel mm. music more? Mm. And so I'm going to leave with this so y'all know what time it is. And then we can talk about it at the end. But we are doing here at The Witness a gospel music March Madness bracket. Where we are going to celebrate some of the best and most iconic gospel music albums. We've got a full bracket. We'll talk about details and stuff later. You'll, you'll see all that on the website. But I'm just saying we got a full bracket. It's tremendous. All these albums from... Uh, Mississippi Mass Choir to I think Dorothy Norwood's on there, Dottie Peoples on there, Shirley C. Donnie McClurkin's on there, all the way up to Yolanda Adams, Anthony Brown Group Therapy, Trinity Five Seven I think makes an appearance. Uh, Tone y'all forgot about Tone <laughs> now he's B Slade y'all forgot all about Tone. I'm excited, bro, just to be able to celebrate gospel music. This is your brainchild, yes. Okay, so let me tell you why I thought this was so important. Because every five seconds I see on the TL somebody talking about a gospel music album that we forgot about. And then I've been talking about doing this for years. Pandemic kind of delayed it. And then I kept writing down albums that I thought were important. And then right after the election, I made the Selah playlist. Hmm. And when I made the Selah playlist and people were like, yo, I, I didn't even know this song existed and this was powerful and disconnect and all this. I was like, well, man, we need to really, we need to refresh it. Yeah. Because yeah. I think our appreciation for gospel music and black music has waned as we've said, oh, I like the previous stuff better than what I, what we have now. Hmm. And that's fair. If you think that, I'm just saying, I think it all needs to be appreciated. Well, it's so that's very what timely do. too, as we talk about how people are coping right now mm -hmm. with everything, okay? Yeah. And and part of it is folks discovering or rediscovering the genius and the beauty of the black church tradition. Well, part of that is also discovering or rediscovering the genius of gospel music. Yes. And the ways it gets us through. And there's a context and an experience out of which gospel music arises that is ripe for this mm -hmm. moment because mm -hmm. it's about suffering, but it's also about hope. It's about joy. It's about faithfulness in the Lord. And it just seems like something we need to be reminded of if we haven't already. Talk to us about how important the songs were to resistance. Ooh. Because there's a history there. My goodness. And I got to tee up the historian. I got to give goodness. you an alley, throw you a no-look alley you behind the back. So Mahalia Jackson sings yes. at King's funeral. Yes. Yes. And Tell uh, them about the dream, Martin. <sighs> And at the, the the march, she's there, I think. Um, these words and the melodies encapsulate what I call the spirit of justice. Yeah. Oof. The spirit of the movement. Yes. Right? And and these are marching songs, y'all. So so it's 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 an incredible synergy. You can go back to abolitionist days, but if we look back at the civil rights movement, back then it was like Negro spirituals, but if, if we go to the civil rights movement, they would meet at the church and then they would march. Mm -hmm. They would sing the songs of Zion and then they would go out and pursue Zion, yes. pursue yes. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that strength and, that, and they would sing on the way. 
and you know, one of my favorite historical heroes, Fannie Lou Hamer, would sing, this little light of mine. She would and galvanize and mobilize people. And I don't know if folks have ever been on marches like this, been right. on right. protests. It's different. It it's different, different, yeah, it bro. Different. It's just real to you and lifting and inspiring and it makes you buoyant in a way that you're like, I can face whatever's about to come. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, the like I said, these songs arise out of a context. And even on a personal level, right, I would turn on uh, some Fred Hammond yeah. at a low point. And I don't, I, I've said this before, I don't typically emote by crying. Like, that's right. just not how I exhibit right. emotion. Almost exclusively, the thing that'll move me to tears is a good gospel song. Hmm. Hmm. And so I'll put on some Fred Hammond in a in a very low moment when I don't know how to pray yeah. right, when I, 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 I can't pick up my Bible, when mm-hmm. it seems like nobody else understands, yeah. and you turn on one of these songs, and 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 sometimes they're not even singing words right. at certain points, right? right? It's like right. it's like the groaning, the groaning of the soul. The groaning, yeah. And it hits on a level that you just can't replicate. Yeah. So I remember the song from Pages of Life Part Two. Um, please don't pass me. Please that, don't pass ooh. me by. I remember mm. how when I was listening to Pages of Life, um, I listened to that album every day for probably a year or two. And I remember around that time, I was first realizing that there was a darkness in my soul. Mm. And I was a kid, like mm. I was, you know, fourth, fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. And I was just prone to melancholy. I didn't really know how to describe it. I, you know, people described it as puberty. They're like, oh, you're just going through puberty or what have you. Now I know it's depression. Mm. And it was the early seeds of what depression was going to look like and a struggle that I was going to have and deal with and live with for the rest of my life. And that song got me through so many low yeah. moments. Yeah. And just putting it on repeat and that opening refrain, that little, yeah, yeah, yeah. That opening refrain, man, still to this day, there's a healing that takes place in my soul. And there's something that I feel that I can't even really describe to you whenever I hear that song. And and it was almost like, you know, we call it in the Pentecostal circles, anointing, mm. that there was anointing that came out of his voice and through his pen with how he wrote, he wrote songs that could heal and he he writes songs that could heal and he writes songs that can deliver and set free and empower and give you what you need i just remember how instrumental that was for me in those moments that if i didn't have that i don't i don't know you know like where would i be what would i what would my mind be if i didn't have that you You know know, i'm curious man like if somebody doesn't already listen to gospel music yeah how would they get into it? Where would they start? You know, I think I think it's it's first of all important to say that for many black Christians, many black Christians are not as familiar with gospel music as they say that they are. Yeah, come on. And I I, I don't think there's like a it. yeah, there, you don't. And I don't think there's a space in a room for us to be like, thank you. I didn't yes. grow up around black gospel music. I don't even know where I'm. Yes. You know how I'm processing that or anything. Um, I think there's fundamental gospel music songs and albums, 
and that represent different eras. So I think BB and CC, Donnie McClurkin and Yolanda Adams largely represent the era of the early 90s. Mm. I think mid to late 90s, there's a huge sea change where Kurt Franklin yeah. takes over. Yeah. And Fred Hammond introduces himself in the late 90s to early 2000s. And folks don't realize like what a phenomenon Kurt oh yeah, Franklin Kurt Franklin was. was on the Jay Leno show. Kurt Franklin was they were they were controversial, singing, bro. They were singing "Stomp" on the Jay Leno show so much so he was controversial that even Fred Hammond on his one of his DVDs, he was talking to the crowd. He was saying, "I don't know what my boy Kurt doing right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he doing." So wow. even there was confusion amongst friends, right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like modern gospel, kind of a Mount Rushmore, mini Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But if you go back, I mean, we're talking about the Clark sisters are essential. Walter Hawkins and his family are essential. Andre Andre Crouch mm-hmm. is essential. Mm-hmm. Shirley Caesar is essential. I mean, we're talking about people who built the sounds and the notes of gospel music, mm-hmm. the life of gospel mm-hmm. music. So, you know, I tell people, like, if there are dramatic representations of gospel or, or documentaries, You've got to watch those. So the Clark Sisters documentary that Lifetime did is is an essential because they were some of the first people to be in the mainstream with their art. That's good. You know, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. You know, I think those are those are key and essential. So, I mean, there's so many different names. John P. Key, um, Hezekiah Walker and the praise anthem movement, Israel Houghton and the song. Israel movement. Yes. You know. All these different names that I think are just essential. Vicky Winans, Marvin Winans. And so what I think is good is to get a smattering of a lot of different eras of gospel music all put together because there's so many songs that are essential to black Christian expression that are just understood if you were there. Like Shekinah Glory. Yes. That's, (laughs) that's That's a song people know. Right. That's a song people know and understand. And you start singing that at any point in time, people going to lift their hands <laughs> in a Pentecostal church. Boy. People going to be like, "Woo!" you know, that's going to get you through, you know. Um, I love you, Jesus. I Ooh. worship and Ooh. adore you. Ooh. That's going to get you through. And so what I what I think is important is, you know, getting a smattering of that. So let's do this. Let's actually put the election uh, Selah playlist yeah. In, in the show notes. Absolutely. That's, and that's your start. That's, that's about start. four hours ish, I think. And I'll probably tweak it after this. But that's about because <laughs> I'll be like, ah, somebody goes, this is gonna be the introduction. So I gotta this do is happy place, y'all. But um, yeah, putting together cooking and putting together playlists is my happy place. But I'll say, like, I think that's a great way for you to get introduced to a lot of artists. It starts off with Rance Allen, I mean Brian Courtney Wilson. Uh, you'll learn what so they many. mean. Yeah, yes. you'll learn. You'll learn. I'm sorry. I'm just is there, is there is there an equivalent now to gospel music? Is it just modern gospel? Yeah. Is it old school gospel? Or is it is there something missing in that space right now? Well, it's definitely different. It, gospel music is definitely different right now. I know a lot of people want us to go back to whatever gospel music was in our upbringing. I think it's easy for all of us to be a little nostalgic. Sure. I think the tricky part of gospel music is um, there's a tremendous article. Um, 
I am it. The name is right on the tip of my tongue and it completely escapes me. But there's a tremendous article in the Washington Post um, that was written about this, this, that actually helped co-edit, <laughs> that was written about this tension between modern gospel and CCM and kind of your, your, yeah. your Maverick yeah. City and also your, so there's a question is Maverick City gospel music, right? Mm. Um, is, you know, are some of these people who are in predominantly Dante Bow or Chandler Moore, are they actually gospel music? And, you know, I think the article rightfully puts into play the reality that all music and worship music has a place, but even though it may not be a part of the original gospel music tradition, right? There's even the question about Kanye West. Is I was Kanye West gospel you. music, right? <laughs> yes. And so... It's clear that there's been a blurring of the lines, but there are people here today, even in our modern iteration that, as some people have said, have not forsaken the recipes mm. Mm. <laughs> that still follow and sing the same notes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people like Todd Delaney, who yeah. is one of my favorite modern gospel artists, writes with that same Fred Hammond-ish depth, mm. but also has that beautiful musicality and soul. Um, Ja'Kalen Carr is tremendous as well. You know, there's so many people I can mention, but I think, I think gospel music has changed and I think it's has, it has a danger now of stepping away and outside of what it was created and intended for. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people who are preserving it. It's just that CCM contemporary Christian music and kind of the, the multi-ethnic yeah. church and all those things are making it hard to preserve our own culture and custom. But, you know, whether it's, like I said, Shigalen Carr, Tasha Cobbs Leonard, Phil Thompson, Kiara Sheard, Todd Delaney, I think they are trying to preserve. And I think there's also this reality of gospel music change from being congregational anthems mm -hmm. to being more radio hits. Yes, yes. And so there was a shift. So right. now we were singing, you know, we were singing, you know, Through the Storm, Yolanda Adams on Sunday you know, for a special music. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not singing, you know, Anthony Brown and group therapy. <laughs> you know, like we're not singing that. Like we're not singing some of these songs. We're not singing Kurt Franklin as much on a Sunday morning as yeah. we would have been when we were singing. That's the reason why I sing, right? It's interesting how when, when something that originates in the black community gets discovered and somewhat commodified. Right how that changes it. Now I'm not saying all these artists you mentioned. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. But, yeah. but, 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 but when you realize, Oh, these songs can be played on the radio too. Then at, 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 at in the, in the early stages, it's like, okay, these songs originated in the church and we're transposing them onto this different medium. Now, as that, evolves then you have songs being created specifically for that medium right so it yes. hits different and it's really interesting with gospel music in particular because i think there's like a there's an inherent sort of timeless quality about it yes a classicness that goes yeah. so 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 yeah. that it's never yeah. really out of style like right, you can right, talk right, about right. old school gospel oh yeah but yeah. you can still sing it today yes as if it was half a century ago yes. when originally yes. com composed yes. 
which is a beautiful thing too. It's almost like we were talking uh, in another episode about um, high on the hog and yeah. uh, recipes passed down from generation to generation, and kind of y- you can tweak it here and there, but you don't really mess with the mm. core of mm-hmm. it. And I wonder if gospel music has that same quality. Of, if you want it to taste the same way, if you, you want it to taste the same way, yeah. If you want us to put raisins now, you can, in it, yeah, you, know. you can you can put raisins in potatoes. It's just not going that. You can do that now. I mean, you know, it's just you know, all things are permissible. You know, yeah. I mean, you know. So, but you just might have a boom in the night from one of your ancestors being like, "I can't believe you did that." You know. Um, so, if you want to preserve that same recipe, you know, you can pass that down from generation to generation, and yeah. it's actually a beautiful thing and it, and it actually is inviting people into a bigger story hmm. as hmm. well as sustaining them in the story that they're in that's so true yeah you know I, I completely completely feel that I think it's also important for us to say the reason why we talk about gospel music and why this is entitled black Christians we must sing come on is because there is power in our voices yeah and that freedom is a part of our essence and our soul and it comes, it's deeper than just even our, oh. even our American story. Yes. It's yes. deeper than our American story. I remember when I went to South Africa and seeing oh. um, black people in Cape Town yes, and, or African people in Cape Town and how they were, the way in which they sung. Bruh. It was just, it, it was just so different. It's all consuming. I remember there was one song they sung. And then they started dancing and shouting. And one of the people I was with, he leaned over. He said, uh, I hope you realize that's a protest anthem. They're wow. singing a protest anthem. And only a couple of years ago, if they sung that in, in public, they would get arrested. Ooh. So it's the freedom within the context of the church and the context of the moment where the spirit is leading to sing something that could get you in trouble, to sing something that could get you in trouble, but that also celebrates your freedom. (laughs) But that also (laughs) resonates. You know, and and it was so it was so incredible to experience and see like, no, this is part of your this is part and for them to pull me and say, no, this is part of your body. This is who you are. This is part of who you are. Um, And I think that's that's just incredible. And I, and I, so, so when we say singing, there's, there must be a sound from our voices. And now in modern times, what happens is it's very easy for us to become worship spectators and for us to become people who watch others sing and worship, but not for us to be a part of and intentionally enter into the worship moment personally by ourselves in public, in justice spaces, and also in the church where we're supposed to be singing together because there's power in that communal singing power. And I had to pull this up as you were talking. This was from South Africa. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So you recognize the melody, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we were, we were in, Lord, um, we love you. Lord, we love you. And, uh, uh, so we were in South Africa and, and, and hearing the words of spiritual empowerment in a different language. Yeah. 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 In African (laughs) languages. Wow. And as you were talking, I'm like, we referenced before how gospel music is music of resistance. Do you know how, 
pissed off folks got hmm. when black people sang in the midst of our oppression. Woo. You couldn't stop enslaved folks from singing and from talking hmm. about freedom. You couldn't stop when 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 you imprisoned black folks. The guards yeah. would get so mad because they were singing in the midst of their imprisonment. What 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 that sound like, Jay? At midnight, <laughs> Acts 16. Listen, in your Bible, listen, what does it say? Listen. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang Same. praises. My, my, my. And then what happened? The ground began to shake. <laughs> and the doors popped open. <laughs> and their songs liberated them. Yes. Their yes. songs set them free. Yes. Their praise produced a power. Come on. Hey, look, don't get me started. Look. <laughs> I think you already started. <laughs> look, man, oh. I'm just, you know, that's what we say. Don't get me started, uh -huh. even though you're running you around the church. <laughs> <laughs> don't start nothing after you done yeah. dance for five minutes. <laughs>Hey folks, Jamar Tisby here, and I am so grateful for your support, your listening, your engagement with the Pass the Mic podcast. I'm wondering if this podcast has been helpful to you, challenging, encouraging, if you would consider becoming a paid subscriber to the podcast for as little as $1 an episode, you can help keep this good work going. Just visit patreon.com slash pass the mic. That's patreon.com slash pass the mic. We appreciate you for your support. Listen, <laughs> there's so much power here. And there's so much joy. See, this is... Yes. We did joy and justice, right? We also yeah. did it at a historic black church, yeah. which is where... The birthplace of gospel music. Gospel yeah. music. Birthplace of gospel music. So um, it is critical to realize that gospel music is one of the truest, most soulful expressions yes. of black joy there is. And that our, our, our existence is not simply about struggle and resistance, mm. but even the gospel songs that we use to carry us through are a form of joy. How we can take yeah. that, mix that. It's almost like going back to the food analogy. Yeah. They might give us the pig intestines. <laughs> they might give us the hoof. They might give us the, the hog maw. Yeah. But we're going to make a delicacy out of it, yep. right? Yep. And so they might yep. give us pain and suffering and oppression and deprivation, but we're going to turn around and turn it into a song. This is why, regardless of this, just me, just my opinion, this is why to me it is improper and wrong and dare I say offensive to call certain forms of music that mention the name of Jesus gospel music. Hmm. Because what is connected to gospel music is a lived experience yes. and an embodied theology, yeah. which is not simply to say Jesus with a soulful tone, but to say the words of Jesus and to sing about the lived experience of Jesus from, from what life has produced on the inside of you. And I think it was the argument that I made in the Washington Post about, you know, Jesus is King and Kanye's album, which was it's it's black gospel music in a lot of its conception. I'm not talking about the choir. I'm talking about his album. There's black gospel music undertones and overtones with the presence of people like Fred Hammond on the album. It's, there's there's gospel music under and overtones there. 
But when it's separated from the theology that mm. produced the music, mm. it sounds like mimicry and imitation. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. like revelation and impartation. Look at that. It sounds like it sounds like a a child trying to fake preach. Mm. And you got the cadence right. Right. And you got the tone right. And you got the sweat right. And you got the rag right. And you got the ah, but you just don't have the anointing. <laughs> so you can play church. Yeah. But that ain't gonna get nobody free. Right. So what what are you doing? Are you are you singing notes that people may be familiar with to perform? Are you setting people free under the power of what the music, what the life produced? And the music that came out of the pain and the suffering. And I think that's what's core and key to gospel music. And where that is not present, I think what we miss is the opportunity to actually experience true power and liberation. And it can actually turn into appropriation. It can. Yeah, it can. You're just borrowing the forms without understanding the lived experience, as you mentioned, out of which that arose. So let's do something, man. Let's do this. And and this is kind of something that I, we've been talking about for a second. I, I feel like we should do this. We're going to do the Freedom Song Challenge. <laughs> and I want y'all to sing some Freedom Songs and tag us in it. We're going to tag some Freedom Songs at the end of this. But I want you to sing. I want our listeners to go on IG, go on Facebook, go on Twitter. TikTok. Go- <laughs> the TikTok. <laughs> I, let's do the free hashtag freedom song challenge. Let's do the freedom song hashtag challenge. Freedom song challenge. What and are we supposed to do? We supposed to sing a minute of your a favorite freedom minute? song. Look, okay, it could be thirty seconds. It's fine. No, I'm trying to hear. I'm, I'm like, trying I to hear your hold tone. The note that Look, long. I'm trying to get my Randy Jackson on. Ah, it's, uh, it's no for me, dog. Like it's not. No, nah, I'm trying. <laughs> Can you sing another one? Can you sing? You got another song on you? No, nah, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get our, our Randy Jackson on here. But no, thirty seconds. At least thirty seconds. Let's do that. At least thirty seconds, and I want y'all to sing. And I want to see black Christians. I want to hear your song. I want to hear your tone. Are these covers? Are these original songs? No, these got to be original songs. What you talking about? You got to. We, we got some. Write? We got some musicians out there. We got some songwriters. We okay, bet. Artists. I mean, that's cool. But I mean, you ain't got to like literally. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to like literally like write just a song. Any, any song that's any a freedom song. song yeah, to them. any song that's a freedom song too. Any song that sets you free. Mm. We want to hear that. Oh, song. Okay. You heard what I said? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're about to get some interesting Look, submissions here. Any- <laughs> <laughs> it set me free. Nah, don't Frida, be- shake it. Okay. Uh-uh, nah. anyway. Anyway. Don't be tagging us in no D'Angelo. How does it feel? Don't be. Okay. If that sets you free, that's the wrong freedom. We're not talking about that. Okay. <sighs> don't be tagging us in D'Angelo. Don't be, you know, don't be tagging us in no keep sweat. Don't be- <laughs> that's not what I'm talking talking about okay y'all know what i mean liberation (laughs) you gotta be specific now that's funny bro that's funny you said free you know some 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 folks gonna get on there sing hours and hours that's gonna be their freedom song i'm praying for you okay come to our church we're gonna lay hands on you in jesus name Uh, but nah i want i want to hear people sing man i think that's just 
a beautiful thing. I think it's there's so something interesting in that voices. you're inviting our listeners to sing, and yet every time I sing, y'all, he rolls his eyes. I sang with you like room. four, five times on this it was, episode. It was an endeavor to get to that point. No, I didn't. But, I it said was for start the sake singing of this particular podcast. But no, nah, man, look. You know, but hey, I, now I have the up. freedom song challenge. My voice, and I can sing up. freely. Yeah, and he can't sing nothing because he told us to. Exactly, so, but my voice go. wasn't warmed up though. That's what that was the thing. I had to get the vocal cords. <laughs> Black Christians sing. We must sing. We let us sing. Let the let the sound arise from your voice and get free off of that. <laughs> 